Wouldn't it be cool if there was a tool that existed that measured all of your social media channels and effectiveness and engagement and compared it among the top realtors in your marketplace and then told you what to do to get to their level? Well, stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Russ Cafano about his new venture, SphereBuilder.io. Before we get to Russ, just a couple of quick reminders. As always, the best two ways that you can help support our podcast. Number one, support our sponsors. Check out what our sponsors are offering. We love our sponsors. They pay the bills. And please check out their products and services. And two, tell a friend about the show. Tell one other realtor that you know. You got to listen to this episode. Specifically today, we're going to be talking about how to measure your social media presence against all the top producers in your marketplace. Very, very cool stuff. So tell someone else about our show. That's always uh, the best way that you can help us keep going. But guys, let's get right to it. My conversation with Russ Cafano. All right, today our guest is Russ Cafano with Calabra Technology. Let me tell you more about Russ. Now, Russ Cafano is the CEO of Calabra Technology, a digital marketing technology and analytics firm which operates SphereBuilder, a comprehensive digital marketing platform that instantly provides co a comparative ranking and personalized insights about an agent's online presence. Now, Cofano has more than 30 years of senior leadership experience in nearly all facets of the real estate industry, including brokerage, technology, MLS, associations, and affiliated businesses. Cofano's previous roles include president and general counsel of EXP World Holdings, senior vice president of industry relations at Move.Inc., which is uh, the owner of Realtor.com. By the way, I always thought Realtor.com was owned by the National Association of Realtors. Not, not so anymore. Move.com, uh, Move.inc. Move sorry, Move.inc. Move Inc. owns them. Uh, Russ is also was the vice president and general counsel at John L. Scott Real Estate and CEO of the Missouri Realtors Association. Cofano holds a Bachelor of Arts and Juris Doctor from the University of Washington. Welcome, Russ, to the show. Oh, by the way, before we welcome Russ, everyone, I want you to go to SphereBuilder.io. SphereBuilder.io, and I want you to uh, put in your information to download their white paper specifically referencing, and this is an incredible white paper, about digital marketing use cases for real estate agents. You're going to see what top agents are currently doing to uh, expand their digital presence and engagement and uh, improve their business. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, DJ. Thanks for having me and looking forward to a, a great discussion about marketing for real estate agents. Yeah, let's 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 dive into it. Normally, um, I mean, you've done you've done everything in this industry. You've been on 
really all different sides of the business. Um, I, I'd actually, I'd love to first, before we get into marketing, would love to learn a little bit about your journey. Um, sort of how did you get involved in real estate? Obviously, you know, you, 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 you're an attorney, you've uh, run businesses and also worked uh, in various aspects of real estate. So just walk us through kind of how you got involved. By a complete accident. So uh, after law school, um, I um, uh, was a, a lawyer that went into and, and my um, I really wanted to be a developer. Um, that was where my thought my calling was. I, in fact, I, I um, as a young boy, I really enjoyed going on vacations. My family, you know, um, was a middle class family. And um, so you know, we would go on on car trips, not a lot of plane trips, and um, uh, occasionally we would stay at um, you know uh, a, a decent hotel. Never real luxury stuff that was not within my family's means. Um, and uh, and I, I I wanted to build hotels. That, I thought that was it'd be really cool. People like love going to hotels, and and I thought it would be great to be a developer of of some luxury hotels that. Um, and at the time I, I got out of law school, the commercial real estate industry was, uh, you know, interest rates were, you know, hovering around 20%. Um, right. it was just not a great time to be in the building business. And so got some great advice as you want to go be a lawyer and, 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 and help developers from a legal side and then learn the business. And then once the market's better, then you can, um, you know, actually move to the business side. I never intended to be a lawyer long term ever. Um, and I got into this law firm and by chance, pure by chance that they were they had a really good real estate specialty. And that's what I wanted to do. They operated the legal hotline for the Washington Association of Realtors. And, and you know, for those agents uh, that watch, they know that in many um, states, there is a legal hotline where you can call and get you know, answers to your questions, et cetera. And so this law firm uh, basically had the contract for providing the legal hotline. And as the newbie, I, that became part of my job. You and got so to be the guy that answered the phones. I got to be the guy that answered the phones. And so, um, and, 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 and initially I thought, come on, this is, this is not, I'm not building hotels here. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to realtors, right? Um, and yet I fell in love with it. I fell in love with, with the people in the industry. Um, they are people that um, are glass half full people. They have to be because it's such a tough job. Um, and uh, they were so appreciative of, of information that we gave them. Um, I would get calls many times before they would call their broker they didn't want their broker to know that they sold the house twice um, <laughs> or, or, you know, other really challenging scenarios. Um, and, and I just fell in love with the business. I fell in love with the people, uh, all those things. And um, so that was sort of an entree, it sort of diverted the path. And then this law firm also did a lot of work representing realtor associations and multiple listing services and brokerage companies. And, and um, I just, my, my career just fell into that path. And that's sort of, it just, um, you know, sometimes you get into a, a stream and it takes you downstream and you don't really decide to go there. It just takes you there. And I'm really fortunate that I've had a wonderful career um, that didn't end up being a hotel developer. Um, and, uh, uh, and I practiced law for about 10 years. And then um, I, during the, um, the time when the internet actually became, something of a commercial medium um i was became fascinated i had a, a brother who was very much on the technology side and he kept on sending me things and i just i couldn't get enough of where i thought this thing called the internet was going to be the the 90s right um and um i started um developing a specialty around data licensing and it was wet at the time when multiple listing services um so realtor.com started, you know, it came onto the the, the scene, uh, homes.com, cyber homes, if people remember sure. that. I mean, just yeah. a variety of the initial uh, portals and and they were going to the MLSs and, and seeking to license data. And MLSs at the time, um, and many of them were still operating off literally 
uh, computers in big rooms um, as sure. opposed to the PC, right? And um, so this was, you know, a, a long time ago, relatively speaking, and and they didn't really understand IP, intellectual property, and what it meant to data, license data and all that. And so um, I became that guy. I, I started doing work for MLSs across the country and helping them license their data. And I remember I was at one of the very first Inman conferences, uh, late 90s, and I was doing a uh, a, um, uh, a speech on data and IP and real estate. And there were uh, some guys in the audience that were running a little startup company in Seattle. They had gone down to San Francisco and they heard me talk. And when I got back, I got a phone call from them. They said, hey, you know, we're some ex-Microsoft developers. Um, we're building this new application. It was one of the very first virtual tour applications. Um, and they they said we need we need some help, right? We 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 know how to build great technology, but we don't don't really understand this real estate world. Um, and so I started being their lawyer, and then shortly thereafter, I got so enamored with what they were doing and the the opportunity to build some really cool technology that I jumped from my law firm and became CEO of this little startup company. And we did the whole startup thing, and um, eventually um, failed. Uh, you know, we we. Um, we, we almost got bought by one of the big players, but um, NASDAQ and, and, and the crash of NASDAQ really uh, took the sales out of that process and um, learned a ton about technology development, learned a ton about bringing product to this industry, um, uh, some great lessons learned, even though we ended up um, failing as a startup, um, wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, it's helping me today um, learning go, going through the things we went back literally 20 years ago um, and uh, and I don't know all the right answers but one thing that experience does is it, it tells you what alleys not to go down right and because right. if you go down that alley you're gonna get beat up right so so the wisdom that I learned is is what not to do uh, there's still a lot of learnings about what to do um, in a very dynamic environment. Um, from there, uh, I, I went back into the brokerage side um, and my career eventually took me into organized real estate uh, with the Missouri Association of Realtors. And, um, and then uh, back in 2014, um, uh, Zillow was really making some headway against Realtor.com. Realtor.com went from the number one portal to the number three I, portal. I remember. Behind yeah, behind Zillow and Trulia, Trulia and yeah. Uh, yeah. and some um, major execs uh, left Zillow um, and and went to, or left Realtor.com and went to Zillow, and that opened up a spot to come in and um, and so I joined Realtor.com and and uh, at a time when uh, they were going through some changes and being acquired by uh, Rupert Murdoch and and um, and that organization uh, and. Uh, Learned a lot again from a from a technology portal standpoint, leads and and all that, um, and then left Realtor.com and got the chance to uh, to help EXP um, in the initial growth phase of the company, which was tremendously exciting and interesting. Um, EXP is a, a great company, uh, uh, you know, bringing a new model to real estate um, and the challenges around that. Um, again, another great learning opportunity. Uh, and um, eventually left them and um, took some time off and, and uh, got rejuvenated and then got this opportunity to come to Calabra and, and build what we think is, a, is um, a truly groundbreaking application for helping real estate agents be better marketers. I, I'm really excited to dive into that. I did want to touch since you you were um, you know part of of EXP and 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 helping them in in really in their growth phase, which seems like they're always in growth phase, and they have just been skyrocketing. But that is a true success story. Um, I, I mean, I am we're an independent brokerage here in Chicago, so we're not affiliated with with anyone. But um, and we have about 800 agents or, or so here, and I know how long it took us to build that, and I. If, if I had one regret, it was, boy, I wish I would have come up with the EXP model before EXP because, boy, are they just taking the ball and running with it. Basically, the way I understand EXP's model is they took 
what Keller Williams uh, had attempted to do in the past, but didn't quite have it fleshed out in the same sort of program, this idea of having a downline and having agents kind of underneath you and and really just leaning into that model and, and realizing what EXP realized, I think that no other brokerage realized, is that they leaned into this whole influencer kind of idea where people can build these online presences on YouTube, on TikTok, and really become this broker that or, or agent that other agents follow. And then that draws people in. I mean, I've interviewed some uh, EXP agents. I've had them on my show who have like a thousand plus team members because they're a, a real popular person online and they provide all this value to the other agents and then agents sign up. It is really an incredible thing that sort of caught fire. And um, I've always thought EXP is really a B2B brand, a business to business and not really a B2C brand. I don't think, I don't think they care that much about the consumer because they focus all of their effort uh, for their marketing uh, on the B2B side, which again, it's just such a brilliant idea. Um, my hat's, my hat's off to them. I, I think EXP does some really, really neat things. And, uh, They've really caught lightning in a bottle, I think, very, very uh, impressively. Yeah, you know the, um, the the model. What what EXP is a perfect example of is um, how timing is so incredibly important yeah. to the effectiveness of uh, of models. So Glenn actually started EXP in two thousand nine, I think uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, um, and. Uh, I met Glenn when I was at Realtor.com. I ran what was called our broker advisory board, and um, and Glenn was on that that board, um, which was kind of weird because um, not that Glenn's not a smart guy, but but you know we had you know the biggest companies in the country on our broker advisory boards, and we had this AEXP, which was at the time 500 agents um, in the kind of an odd model. Nobody got you know. Yeah, nobody really understood it. Yeah, nobody understood it. Right, right, and and so. EXP really kind of bumped around for about six, seven years before a variety of things came together and and the model took off. And it was right place, right time yeah. for that model to, to come to the industry when the industry was looking for an alternative to uh, agents were looking for an alternative with um, give me multiple streams of income, give me autonomy. Um, it's not about your brand; it's about my brand, my my brand, the agent. Um, all those things, leveraging um, uh, a digital environment, their EXP world, as and using the savings from that to be able to fund these alternative um, streams of income, uh, a better you know revenue share model versus profit share model of KW um, right. stock. You know, all those things were were groundbreaking, right? Brett, groundbreaking, uh, and um, uh, and it was just a a perfect storm. Uh, in a good way, a good storm for for the for the folks at EXP um, that uh, really got it going, and they continue to do quite well. It, it's funny you say that the timing thing. So we're we're at our brokerage here in Chicago, and I know we're getting a little into the weeds, but just for, for people, I think this is kind of interesting for them to hear, and then we'll dive really deep into into marketing and branding. But um, so we're a hundred percent firm, which which just means we have a transaction fee versus splits for for our brokers, and. Uh, We've made friends with pretty much all the big 100% firms all over the country, and we sort of do a little of these mastermind meetings. And what we found, funny enough, from talking to all these uh, the, these big um, uh, 100% firms, is that usually, almost in, in almost every case, they were first to market. They were just happened to be the first one in their city to to do it. And so you're right. It's same with us. I would love to say that we are so brilliant that we had this thought and and we executed it. And the reality of it was, it was perfect timing. Um, we just got, we got lucky and uh, you know, it's. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say you got lucky. I say you, you, I mean, I think luck is a, um, uh, is a function of, of strategy, right? Uh, and effort. The, yeah. The, and, and effort. Yeah. You put your, you, you make your luck. Uh, and so yeah. congrats. hundred percent agree. Congrats I just mean the, ti- the timing was very yeah. fortunate. Sure. Um, had we done it six months before or after, it might have had a different result. So sometimes the timing uh, timing works out. But you're right; it's ultimately it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's talk about Sphere Builder because mm-hmm. I am a big believer, and I'm quoting uh, one of our our frequent guests on our show, Ryan D. April. So I don't want to steal his words, but it's probably not probably not even his initial words. But he's something he professes uh, to all of his agents, which is your network 
your net worth is, or your network is your net worth, right? So the idea that your sphere is really where you're going to uh, build your business, maintain your business, that is your asset. Uh, and so this idea of deep sort of figuring out how to further deepen those relationships, create more bonds, um, more connection is only going to help grow the business, but you need help to do that. And that's what you guys do. So let's, let's talk about Sphere Builder. Yeah. So Sphere Builder is, um, and I will talk about the application, but I want to talk more about sort of this, um, this movement that we're trying to create around this idea of building a digital sphere. Um, and it's got sort of multi facets to it. Um, the first is that as to your point, um, Agents, when you go into a room, if you say to a group of agents, um, do you have a sphere? One, they all, they all they all say, yes, I've got my, yeah. And they know what it is, right? And they know right. what it is because it's so important to their business. And, um, and you know, just this last week, um, some uh, data came out. Um, Zillow now owns 50% of the search market. Um, and And when you look at, 98% of search is owned by big portals and by some large brokerage companies. Only 2% is owned by the rest of the, the entire rest yeah. of the industry, right? Um, it used to be that, um, and, and what is search? Search is today's version of the Sunday paper from 20 years ago, yeah. right? That, that acted as a place where people could get um, uh, outreach to uh, or from. And, and so the industry, whether it's right or wrong, lost the search battle. It's gone. It's now owned by other people that, you know, the traditional industry view is non-traditionalists. Um, so the question is, does that mean that the industry is um, subservient to those folks? And the answer is no, because the sphere, who agents um, uh, know, in their local communities, um, their local presence uh, cannot be matched by a portal. Um, and and it's that group of people that know, like, and we talk about this all the time, that know, like, and trust the agent. Um, you're walking down the street, you're, you're in your local environment, and, and you're the expert. Um, you're the influencer in your local community. And, and yet, when we talk about spheres of influence, most agents are really able to talk about how that sphere works in real life. You know, the 100 or 200 people that are in, a, in their quote-unquote Rolodex or CRM that if they walked down the street and bumped into them, they, they could have a conversation. Um, but what we've seen is that today with the emergence of the digital world, social channels, um, Google, all those things there is another sphere of influence. And that's what we call the digital sphere of influence. And we believe, uh, and our data shows, that the tools and strategies and tactics used to build your sphere in real life, where you are engaged, your personality comes out, all those things are different than the tools and tactics and strategies that are, that are necessary to build your digital sphere. And yet, that digital sphere, the breadth and the scope of that sphere can be 10, 100, 1,000 X, the yes. number of people that can be in your real life sphere and, and can do this, but can do the same thing. It can create that no like trust relationship um, that, that is not um, uh, reliant on search engines or portals or paid lead gen or all that to generate uh, great word of mouth referrals. And at the end of the day, um, the, the best and most sustainable businesses in real estate operate off those word of mouth referrals and, and repeat business. So if I, just to recap what you said, cause you said a lot and, and I want to make sure that I, I caught it correctly. Um, this idea of having a, a digital sphere we'll say is, uh, can get the same results as a in-person sphere. We'll call it. We'll just. I'll just use in-person and digital yeah. as, as opposites. Yeah. Um, and an in-person sphere. We 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 know. We we understand that. We we understand the value of that. We we also know that there is a value to the digital sphere. What what I guess the distinction we're making is that both can get you incredible results, but 
with the, on the digital side, number one, your reach is exponential because, of course, the way that technology uh, connects us uh, via social is obviously apparent to everyone. But also the techniques or the practices to cultivate the digital sphere is going to be a different set of practices or or some degree different than what you might do in person to develop those relationships. That that's correct, and 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 most agents today do a very poor job of being a digital marketer now. And I want to, and I want to, um, and it's not because they're not able to, I mean, they're not, they're, they're certainly capable. They just sure. haven't learned the tools and the techniques in order to do that. Right. I was laughing because I put myself in the poor digital marketing category as well. So I, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of, I'm one, <laughs> I, I am one of, I am just like the listeners. Well, and you have lots of friends, so so don't don't feel alone in that in that uh, category. Um, and it's important that um, one thing that we one of our mantras is this: in in every organization, there is a sales function, there's a sales department, and there's a marketing department, and they're different. They're they're managed by different talent sets. The the deliverables are different. Sales is about lead gen and conversion and the driving of revenue and marketing is about positioning and branding and um and creating a a uh, a fertile ground for the salespeople to to work off of they work synergistically and collectively together toward the same result but they're fundamentally different functions in any organization um a real estate agent is an organization it's a business right and and what we believe is that um, and it's 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 a sales business. So the people that come into it tend to be great on the sales side. They know how to lead generate. They're good at it. Um, it's you know the technology tools that have been built today are focused on lead generation. If you go to any Facebook group and you talk about you throw out the word lead gen, you've got people from um, a variety of different perspectives talking about the best, the next. The, the coolest, the newest lead generation scenario. Um, big companies talk about the leverage of lead gen, lead gen, lead gen. All great, but lead gen without marketing, sales without marketing is only half of the equation. And and so um, our perspective and our technology is designed to help agents not be better lead generators. There's plenty of stuff out there to be lead generators but to actually help agents be better digital marketers. And, and that's what we're trying to solve with Sphere Builder um, because we want the business to come to agents through building of great spheres as opposed to an agent having to go cultivate that business through lead generation. Interesting. So how do, how do you do that? Well, um, first of all, the, the cool thing about the digital sphere um, and a digital agent's online presence is it's measurable with data. Um, we can actually look and we have a tool called Sphere Index. It's the first uh, tool of its kind. It's uh, groundbreaking. It's a real-time analytics tool where an agent will come in and provide to us um, their social handles, their Google business profile, their Zillow review page, a variety of places where they show up online they give us those public profiles, and then we have uh, an application that goes out and essentially crawls those sites, takes looks at the at the public accessible data. We don't look at private stuff. We're just looking at what anybody would see if 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 I went to your um, your Facebook page or your Instagram page. We have a we have a way to to look at that. We capture it, and then we run it through an algorithm um, that basically measures and puts different, uh, um, I'll call it emphasis on certain activities. And then we come up with a score. And that's what we call our sphere index score. It takes about three minutes. It's free. Um, and and it's, it's the first, like I said, real-time scoring mechanism of an agent's digital presence. It's important that when you begin a digital marketing journey, you begin with a baseline. Because what hap what's happening in the industry today, agents will go to a conference or they'll see something on Facebook or they'll go to a, um, they'll, they'll watch somebody somewhere and they say, you should do this. And so they'll right. throw that piece of spaghetti at the wall. 
and then it won't generate immediate results. They go, well, that didn't work. And then they'll go see somebody else saying something else and they go, and they'll take that other piece of, of I'm an Italian guy. So, you know, the, the, it won't be spaghetti. It'll be rigatoni. They'll throw rigatoni at the wall. Right. Um, and, and that didn't work. Right. That didn't produce a lead. Oh, shoot. Um, then they'll see somebody else and they'll say, well, that's some vermicelli and throw, throw some vermicelli at the wall. And that didn't work. And so they're constantly throwing things at the wall. We, we want to get them off of that, um, uh, of that treadmill and say, look, at, let's look at where you are. Let's measure it. Let's measure it against a benchmark. And this is the cool thing that we developed. Um, we have what's called a local pro benchmark. And the idea is that, and, and if you go to our site, you'll see um, we, we, we essentially create a score zero to 100 as to how effective an agent is in their digital marketing presence. But if we just said to you, DJ, your score is 45, you're going to go, great. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, it means nothing because there's no relevancy to it. There's no comparison to it. So what we do when we go into a local market and we, we launched this application first in, in Denver and Huntsville just a couple of weeks ago, and it's going to be going nationwide. Um, we go and create, we actually look at top producers. So in Denver and Huntsville, we went out and collected data around the top uh, 5% of agents in those two market areas by volume production. These are the agents that are doing production, right? Um, And we ran all those agents through our algorithm. And we then developed a score that reflects how those agents are doing digital marketing. What is their, what are their Facebook profiles look like? What does their Instagram profiles look like? How do they show up on, on Zillow? How many reviews do they have? All those things. Do they have a Google profile? What's on their Google profile? What are their um, reviews on, in Google or Facebook or Instagram? A massive amount of data. And we created a score that basically is this benchmark that says, if you're a top producer in these markets, your marketing looks like a 72. Okay. Now, when I say to DJ, you're 45. Yeah. You say, okay, I'm a 45 compared to people that are in the top 5% of the industry doing 72. And we want you to to the next question to be, how do I get better? How how do I actually get from 45 to 72? And we patterned the application off of a very popular consumer application called Credit Karma. I'm not sure if you're a user of Credit Karma, but we, we love it. Um, and Credit Karma basically gives consumers a credit score um, and and says, OK, you're a 675, right? Well, good. You need to get to 700 to be good. And if you want to get to excellent, maybe you want to be to 800. And then they take you through this prescriptive journey in doing things to help you have a better credit score. And as right. you do those things, when you go back to Credit Karma, your 675 just became 700. And then it became 725, it became 750. And now you have this, this scoring incentive around your credit score that, that helps you go through this, this journey, right? Because it's not a 90-day get fit quick scenario. It's a journey. It's a long-term approach. And so we say credit karma is for consumers on their credit journey as Sphere Builder is for real estate agents on their digital marketing journey. So we start with a score and then we create um, what we call recommendation cards and we help agents based upon their data, not other people's data, their data, how they can improve their profiles, um, how they can um, create content, both non-listing and listing content to create more engagement, more followers to build it. And over time, as we remeasure them, that's that for your 45 will become a 50 and a 55 and a 60 and all of a sudden, um, you're going to be at 70, which is similar to a benchmark. And we've seen a tight correlation between digital marketing activities and production. So as there's a positive correlation then between the score, as it rises, um, you're seeing uh, income uh, production volume increase as a result of tightening up some of the practices. You know, this is re- this is very, very interesting because... It's uh, it, it's it's so it's so interesting. So I you know talk about measuring, and we don't really measure social 
uh, engagement as a whole, or, or sorry, sorry, I just say uh, digital marketing. We'll just say we don't really measure it. We measure it in little silos, right? We say, right. well, we That's did this correct. one post, and yep. here's here are the results. And I like it or I don't like it or here's what I need to fix for the next time. And then over time, you can maybe start to see some trends in in videos that are produced or static images uh, that you're throwing up on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok even. And you can start to start to figure out what your audience is into. But what what you guys have done is actually say, we're going to actually we're going to actually benchmark the the most successful agents in your area and kind of show you what they're doing and guide you from where you are today, uh, almost like a, a credit karma, repairing your credit score, repairing your social media credit score um, over time. And as you increase, we're going to be checking to make sure it's going up and you're just going to do these several things that we're going to suggest to you and then you're going to get the results of that. I mean it's it's a very simple idea, but it is it is brilliant in a way because it really does it's like, you know, I can step on the scale every day and it'll tell me how what my actual weight is and it might also tell me my body fat um and and whatever metrics it it, it measures. But if I only look at that weight measurement I don't really know what that tells me, right? It tells me what my overall weight is, but it's not particularly helpful to to know if I'm healthy or not. Um, I mean, yes, it, it would tell me if I'm overweight or underweight, but other than that, it's kind of like, what do you do with that and and what do you want it to be? And that's where people then go to personal trainers or dietitians or, or people that can actually make sense of this, this information and say, here's where you really want to be and here's how to get there. Um, I love the fact that you guys are like a prescriptive kind of service where it's like, he, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to go see the doctor. We're going to give you your weight and then we're going to tell you what you need to do to, uh, to, to get, to get, you know, more fit, uh, so to speak in the digital marketing space. Um, Super exciting, and I don't, to my knowledge, I don't know of any company that's that's currently doing that for realtors. Uh, no, we're we are the first. Uh, you know, we won't be the the last. I mean, we, every good idea has other folks that want to replicate it, but we are the first real time um, uh, analytics uh, and and uh, marketing platform that you know. There are some things that we do that other people do. Nobody has put the package together, and what we found is that. Realtors don't, they want easy and they want um, things to be uh, very intuitive. Um, and one thing we've done in the design process is try to put everything in one platform. So an agent, you know, is not having to navigate from one platform to another platform to, you know, log in, log out, log in, log out. Um, the hope is that this becomes their digital marketing platform. Uh, you know, we have content creation um, opportunities. It's uh, it's very Canva-like in from a uh, a content creation standpoint. We connect to an MLS, and so the moment um, an agent takes a listing, that listing shows up in our in our uh, uh, in, in our application. So an agent can then create marketing materials around that listing. Um, uh, we have an uh, both an organic sharing function, so we can take content. And seamlessly, if you've got multiple social channels with one click, share that content out um, in one click in a very effective way. And we also have an advertising platform. Um, obviously, organic sharing is great because um, it, it helps your current followers know that you're doing things. But if you want to grow your sphere, you've got to advertise. You've got to reach new people with new content. And um, and so our system essentially replaces replaces Facebook ads manager, which is for most agents, a nightmare. And now you can take content that's created in the platform and with a couple of clicks, get advertising campaigns created. Uh, so it's designed to be kind of a one-stop shop that begins, it's wrapped around data and analytics. And, and that's the thing that we, as we were ideating around the idea, we actually went out to this, um, uh, industry called MarTech, marketing technology. It's a $500 billion worldwide industry. Uh, and we looked at MarTech applications outside of the real estate industry. So not what real estate was doing, but what other um, uh, B2B and B2C companies were do doing with MarTech. And the two things we found that um, really kind of drove uh, how we ideated around the, the technology was one, automation was critical, right? Um, and, and today, um, automation is very 
uh, possible. And, and quite frankly, it's going to become even more interesting with the chat GPT stuff. Um, uh, and then analytics. Um, analytics were interwoven with all of the automation and drove um, with, with data and machine learning the ability to, to be smart automators. Um, and so we're bringing those two things together um, in an application. The, the metaphor that we use internally is we built an iceberg. Um, we want agents to see the tip top of it above the water that's beautiful and easy and to, to navigate around. But underneath it is a massive amount of, of uh, application data um, and, and tools that the agent will never see, but will help them be better at, at this marketing game. I I think that's great. This idea of just getting a score. Um, there used to be a social score service that was popular about 15 years ago, and I can't recall the name it's of it. It's called Clout. Clout, yes, with yes. a K. Yes. with a K. Yeah. Uh, and, and thank you. That is a thank you. And, and if anyone who's listening remembers clout, you would get a score and you wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> you would see it and you would go, okay, I'm a 77 or whatever right. it was. Right. And you're right. like, I don't know what that means. Um, right. and they, right. and, and they never figured out what to do with the number. And uh, I don't know if clout's still around or not, but, um, but, but they, that they was the challenge. Of, they went was, out of business. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. They, they 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 had a, a really neat idea the metric of it and then they weren't able to sort of say well here's here's how to improve that score um, that's what you guys are essentially doing and which I I absolutely love so what are some of the lessons you've learned from studying some of these top producers in the various markets that you guys have explored what are some of the things they're doing well on on social or, or digital marketing. Um, any suggestions, just overall suggestions that you, or, or even mistakes that you see agents making? Well, um, we talked about the mistakes. Let's talk about the successes because it's, it's a far more positive thing, right? Um, we actually, as we were building the application, we said, you know, there's uh, there's a bunch, there's people out there that are being successful um, in this digital marketing uh, endeavors. And we need to go out and find them and do some research around them and um, and bring their stories to the rest of the industry. And so we spent um, months um, researching and writing a industry paper that you mentioned. Thank you at the beginning of the show. Um, you can you can go to it at sphereBuilder.io and and navigate to the paper and, and download it. Um, it's about an 18 page. It's not it's not a two pager. It's a, it's a very in depth. Paper it's, deep, and it's a deep dive. In, it's a deep it's dive. A, it's, it's a worthy read. I, it's everybody should go go to SphereBuilder.io uh, and scroll to the bottom, or you'll you'll see it's actually right at the top. Uh, put in your information. You you're going to want to read this. And we we found. I mean, there's. I mean, we we found many. We could only highlight four. Um, uh, Nikki Beauchamp, um, Stacey Staub, Pinky Benson, Brad Allen, a couple of folks run brokerage companies, some are individual agents, um, different parts of the country, doing things all incredibly successful, um, all very successful, but doing things differently. And, and so the first learning is that there, there is no one size fits all approach. Uh, and, and we don't, um, when we talk about being prescriptive, we don't tell agents, this is who you need to be online. The, the thing that stood out with all of these folks, and I think if you were, if they were your guests, they would say, there's an authenticity that comes through in who they uh, purport to be online. Because again, think about this, in the, in the sphere building in real life, you meet somebody in your church group, or your kid's soccer team, or um, whatever environment, and and it's you and them, and and your personality and who you are is coming through. Um, well, now you've got to replicate that in an online digital environment where, where you've got to provide snippets of, of information about who you are and what makes you you, and, and everybody is different and unique. And so um, what we found is that they all approached 
both the platforms that they used that they relied on. Some were heavy YouTube, others heavy Instagram, others heavy Facebook, some Twitter, others combination of all the all the of the above and more TikTok. Um, find the platforms that you really want to excel on that matches who you are and the method and, and that you want to share content. And then the, the second piece is be consistent and um, uh, over time, because this is not a 90 day diet. You're not going to become a successful digital marketer by um, approaching it with a 90 day lead gen mentality. You won't. So you might as well not do it. It's like it's like going on, um, you know, the, a 90 day diet, you may lose weight, right? In that 90 day diet. But guess what? If you don't change your lifestyle, that weight's going to come right back on. Yep. Um, you can, you can fix your credit score. Um, and yet if you go back to the same spending patterns, your credit score is going to go right back to where it is. And the same analogy holds true for digital marketing. If you don't build a sustainable approach to developing the no like trust persona online, then you, you you may make short-term inroads, but long-term, if you're in this business for the long-term, and that's who our customer is. We're, we're not, and you know, I, I hate to say this, but we really don't want to serve agents who are in, in the business to make a quick buck. Um, that's not who we're marketing to. We want agents that are serious about being real estate professionals. Um, a lot of the quick buck agents are leaving the business because it's not as easy to make that quick buck anymore. Right. And so we want to help those agents that truly love this business, are professionals, um, do great service for their clients and need help being better marketers. And the four people that we highlighted in the paper, I think, are great lessons for agents in your, in, you know, watching this podcast to go and read about how they're approaching this marketing uh, approach and being very successful at it in different ways. Yeah. So so walk me through. So let's say I sign up. I I submit my my social channels to to you guys you you start um which by the way you you can do for free um you can go to their the website uh, again also to check out the white paper sphere is, is where you can go to do this but anyway let's say i sign up i i submit my my social uh accounts to you to your team you start to analyze it you assign me a social score relative to the you know an agent in my uh, agents in my market who are who are have a strong digital presence as well as a strong uh business um and so now i know where i'm at where some people i might aspire to be are at then how do you help get me from here to there so we have these recommendation cards and so we've analyzed your data and for example we will analyze your social profiles. Um, there's a ton of information on your social profiles that um, it's important to be consistent in how you provide that information. And a lot of agents are, are not consistent. The first thing I will tell you is that um, we ask you whether you have a Google business profile. Um, if you do not have a Google business profile, you will not score well in our, in our system. Because if you don't have a Google business profile, Google in, in Google search, how somebody's gonna find you, um, they, they punish you, right? Um, in from a search algorithm standpoint. So the very first thing we will say is get your Google profile. And, and we provide a link to go do that. Um, we also analyze the, the data that's on your profile. So if you don't have a website link there, if you don't have a phone number, if the information is not consistent, we, we show that to you. Again, lots of agents um, maybe got their Google profile, Google business profile three years ago and then moved brokerage companies. Well, guess what? They probably still have some of their same. They haven't updated it, so there's somebody who goes their Google profile, Google business profile, sees brokerage information from three years ago. Well, well, that's not good, right? And and so consumers are smart, especially the younger consumers. They they stalk agents, right? Before they make that phone call, reach out. They're looking at your online presence, and if they see inconsistent um, profile information that's a sign that you are not on top of how you present yourself to them. How well are you going to be on top of presenting their property in a listing, right? It means something to consumers today. So we go through that process and then we start analyzing, you know, what is your follower base? How engaged are your followers? How often are you posting? What are the posts doing for you? And then we help you uh, get better at that through 
content, uh, both listing content, non-listing content. Um, it's it's not hard. It's just something that requires a bit of training. And we want to make it fun at the same time, right? So hopefully the fun comes in and in, in seeing that score tick up as you do these things uh, and hopefully generate some business in, in the uh, in the context. And you can see this, this uh, we call a virtuous cycle of, um, of, of feedback that breeds activity, more good feedback, more good activity. It's like getting on, I mean, your analogy to stepping on the scale. If you if you're if you're trying to lose weight and you step on the scale in the morning and you see that you're two pounds lighter, you're gonna be psyched to go on that evening run, right? That's true. And 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 that's what we want to create that that measurement over time is that uh dopamine hit that we want to deliver to the agents to keep them on the train down this path. I, I think that is so well said. And really, you're a coaching company of sorts, but in a different way. You're a digital coaching company in the sense that and an analytics company. I, I don't I don't want to lump you in with with all the other coaching programs out there because that's not really what you, you do. But in a sense, you are a consulting firm. I guess maybe that's a better way to say it. Because what, what you're doing is you say, give us all your data, not, not all your data, but all your social uh, channels so we can analyze the data and we can take a look and see what works, what isn't working, where there's room for improvement, and then come back and say, hey, by the way, we noticed your LinkedIn hasn't been updated in three years and it's still showing you with your previous firm. Um, by the way, your your Zillow, you have three different Zillow profiles. They're all over the place. Uh, we need to get all of this working cohesively because we don't know where someone's going to look for information for you. But certainly, Google, you know, is is Google My Business, for example, uh, is is a place that that you know people don't think about. But of course, we all utilize when we're searching for for local things. So the idea is, you guys are going to give suggestions and not just you know, top 10 things to do to get your digital marketing health in order, but really saying very prescriptively, here's based on what you're currently doing and we've analyzed everything. Here's what the exact steps you, Mr. or Mrs. Agent need to take. Yeah. So two things I want to, I want to clarify. One is, is we are not, we're a SaaS technology company. So we don't provide managed services. We don't charge agents for talking to a human. That is, that's not what we're about. In fact, um, we we want to support coaching organizations. Um, our application would be a great. I mean, if you're a coaching organization, you should call us. And here's yeah. why: because today you have zero ability. Because I don't think you have our tool. It took us um, a, a long time and a lot of engineering to build the tool that we have. Um, we can help you help your clients uh, if you're a coach understand their their digital presence and manage it over time to the extent that there's specific things that that a coaching organization is helping their agents or their their clients do we don't want to replace that we want to augment that right and so really there's a place there's a really uh synergistic place for us to work with coaching organizations because of the approach that we take to data analytics so that's that's number one um and and you know number two is um, you know, in terms of, of um, right now, we're, we're, I want to make sure that, that we're clear with your, your viewers. Uh, we're in Denver and Huntsville today. Um, we're going to be doing a national launch um, in the next quarter uh, and available um, to agents around the country. Um, so there's a place on our website that if you're interested in this technology, you can let us know. And um, part of, of us developing why it's so slow to roll out is we need MLS data. Right. And uh, and and MLS, you know, working with MLSs, they're great to work with, but they're not the speediest organizations in the world. Um, and so um, we'd love to, if, if there's an MLS listening to this, we'd love to talk with you because um, these are this is the kind of application that um, with a partnership uh, with an MLS, we can bring it to all your agents and, and get them going on the application. And then finally, the, the third thing I will say is um, we've had really great conversations with brokerage companies who want to integrate the application as a productivity tool. Um, we're being told by brokerage executives that agents, especially today, are looking for ways to build market share. And, you know, back to my old business school days, there was this old adage 
that in at the top of the cycle you drive revenue that's when you you put you put your foot on the on the gas pedal and you make as much money as you possibly can and at the bottom of the cycle you drive market share people are going out of business you capture their market share so that when the cycle re recovers you can step on the gas pedal and so now is absolutely in our opinion and we're hearing it from brokerage companies executives as well is that we're in a down cycle nobody can change that right and and we know it will get better and the cycle will, will ramp up again now is when smart brokerage companies and smart agents will be building market share and there's no better way to do it than through digital marketing yeah, this is the year to capture market share. It is, uh, we, we again, as Russ said, we, we know there's been an exodus uh, uh, started already. Uh, we, we also have a holding company for agents that don't actively practice. And now it, the weirdest thing, I never thought I would say this, but our holding company actually has more agents than our actively producing company. Um, they're not related. They're separate in entities. But but we we never thought that this little holding company that we created would now have like 900 agents. It's because uh, the conditions of the market have changed, and people are uh, the onesie twosie agents, um, the the part timers are starting to to exit and and uh, sunset out. And it's a great time for agents to pick up market share this year. So this is a good time to get your digital marketing health. Uh, in order. Um, and, and, you know, again, I, I, I always, I have this fantasy, Russ, I, it's so funny because what you guys, uh, per, what you do in real estate is, is kind of the, always the fantasy I have around the service providers in my life. So like my accountant, all I, I mean, I want my accountant to keep me out of prison and to make sure that I'm not being audited. Of course. Yes. That's, that's the job of, of the, uh, accountant, but I, I, what I would re my fantasy is that my accountant goes. I have a few ideas for you this year, right? My accountant doesn't do that, and I'm, I'm not uh, disparage. I'm not trying to say anything uh, pejorative towards towards my accountant. I love my accountant, but that would you know those are what 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 I would be looking for. I'd like to know you know here's what you could do to you know this next year to really increase uh, you know your or decrease your tax exposure or whatever. So. Basically, you guys are a prescriptive service, and and I love that. And you're utilizing technology, and and really, you're not reinventing the wheel. You're not saying, well, this is what we think works. You're literally just going market by market and saying, here's what the people in your market are doing, and that. And I understand also the challenge of connecting to all the MLSs to get this data. Uh, I, I can appreciate that all the uh, MLSs have different APIs. They, it's it's got to be a nightmare. I, I can't imagine what your engineers have to deal with there. But um, this is something that you definitely want to be on the waiting list for because once they do open up in your marketplace, the top agents are going to subscribe to the service because it's the only one that exists out there. So now's a great time to learn about it. Uh, also learn some best practices. If you read the white paper, they have four case studies that are just incredible reads of really successful agents in four different markets and what they're doing digitally. And they're doing things a little differently, as Russ said, and you can take some of their uh, the the the. Uh, their suggestions and actually apply it to your own business. But I want to know uh, um, our, my digital marketing score as well. So uh, if you go to sphereBuilder.io, you can see the white paper. You can uh, get on their waiting list to see if when they open up in your in your market. And by the way, if you're in Huntsville, Alabama, or Denver, uh, we have listeners, I'm sure, in both of those markets. Um, they should reach out because they are basically almost good to go there. So they are ready to, to launch. Um, Russ, is there anything else that, that we should know about what the tool does? Uh, no, I think this has been a great conversation, uh, DJ. And, and, and I think, um, uh, we've, we've covered, um, right place, right time for a new piece of technology. You know, we, we, we know that agents are, are inundated today with people looking for their attention. Um, and, uh, uh, and so this is something that um, is is worth a few minutes of agents' time to come in and investigate. Just the white paper in and of itself uh, is is worthy of spending an hour with and reading it. And um, uh, and it will generate ideas for you, even if you never use our technology uh, or ever become a subscriber. Um, you'll get some great ideas. And you know we're a company. Um, that is built with people who have been around the industry for a long time, who support the industry. We're not about 
inter disintermediating the realtor. In fact, we're about empowering the realtor. I, I, I uh, as I said in the beginning, I, be I fell in love with the industry and the people in the industry 30 years ago. And uh, um, I think that um, uh, the United States needs effective realtors helping consumers. And this is uh, just one way that we can help that process. I, I agree. So everyone who is listening, please visit spherebuilder.io. By the way, we'll have a link to that in our show notes. So you can just scroll there and click and get read the white paper, get on their wait list, continue to follow uh, Calabra, which again is the company that that is putting out these products and see if it would be a good fit for your brokerage. And by the way, if you volunteer or work at the local, state, or national association level, Great conversation to have at your next uh, meetings with whatever committees you might be with to say, hey, this might be something we would want to bring to an association uh, or an MLS directly as well. So I imagine um, that that could happen for you guys. So that's very exciting. Um, well, we, we, we are all heirs. And uh, DJ, thanks for, for having uh, me on today. Really appreciate the conversation. And hopefully some of this has been helpful to your listeners. Definitely. And so before everyone leaves, just a couple of quick reminders. Please help us continue to grow by just telling a friend about one friend about this episode. Maybe somebody who's struggling with their digital marketing in your office, somebody you know who's an agent that could benefit from hearing this great conversation with Russ. Send them a link to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com. Or if they're a podcast person, just pull up any podcast app, search for Keeping It Real, hit that subscribe button. And also, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. That helps us continue to improve and grow as well. On behalf of the audience, I want to thank Russ for his time. Uh, amazing conversation, Russ. Thank you so much. On behalf of Russ and myself, we also want to thank the audience for continuing to support. Also, by the way, support our sponsors. We love our sponsors. So please continue to uh, listen to the show, support us, let us know what we can do to help keep making the show better for you. And we will see everybody on the next episode. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, DJ. Talk to you soon.